Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 4, season 2 of Press Play and Run with me, your host Ryan Miller. We've got a cracker for you today, I'm joined by the biggest runner in TikTok, self-proclaimed, and after speaking to him, I can vouch for him. Like me, he's also six foot four with a great head of hair and full of just strapping muscle, so I can completely identify with today's guest, and I'm sure you're going to love hearing from Johnny Davis. Cracking guy, and he's doing an unbelievable challenge, so we'll get you to that conversation just as soon as we can, but I've got a bit to catch you up on, as always, about the couple of weeks that have been since we last spoke. First of all, thank you so much for all the feedback on episode three with Martin Gray. Both the feedback to Martin himself and via the podcast channel has been outstanding and it's just continuing to grow in terms of numbers, downloads, its place in the charts and all these things that don't matter to anybody else, but gives us a sign that we're on the right things and that we're doing something that's connecting with that everyday running community. So thank you to everybody that takes that time to comment, share, like, review, rate, all of these things make a massive difference, more than you probably understand in terms of that visibility. So again, thank you for that. Let's keep up that momentum. I think I left you the, the last time talking about the fact we had our upcoming park run takeover for Press Plane Run. So we had 29 people, I think, in total at Strathclyde Park for that. And we fulfilled every volunteer role. I was Shadow Race Director on the day with Pat Smith, one of our former guests. We had an absolute cracking day, really busy, 400 plus runners at that, some uh, milestones of people we knew as well. We had our social 5k run afterwards and we met up at the Water Sports Centre cafe afterwards for a coffee and a catch up. Loads of people, loads of Instagram squares meeting each other for the first time. I'm not sure I should be calling them that actually. And people from Instagram squares um, meeting people for the first time and it was a great day. Loads of laughter, hung about. I think we were there gassing and drinking coffee for about twice as long as we were actually running. So... Always great spending time and getting to know the people that are listening and getting to know people that you see on the app every day. And I appreciate absolutely people putting themselves out there and some of the nerves that are attached to turning up at something like that. So keep doing it. And if you're worried, if you wanted to be there and you couldn't quite get over the doorstep this time, there will be plenty more opportunities coming up. Since I last spoke to you as well, I made a, a, a bit of a huge announcement personally and that I have a charity place for the London Marathon in 2024 so I'm going to fulfill one of my running bucket lists uh, moments of getting to run in the, in the biggest marathon in the world. It's something I think I've spoken about openly on here about always having been squeamish in the past about taking on a charity place and asking people for money but with the ballot odds getting longer and longer and failed attempt after failed attempt it seems like it, it might be the only tangible way of me actually getting to run this marathon. Good for ages out of the equation for London for me at this stage of, of my running and where I'm at. So we're going at it. I'm going to try and use the platform that we have to encourage businesses to get involved and to raise money in a way that's offering some value to the people donating rather than me just sort of shaking the tin and asking for money. Of course, People are so generous with their donations. We're already about £400, I think, £450 along the way to a target of £2,300. And I'm so hugely appreciative of that. That's been through selling the podcast buffs, profits um, proceeds from that going there. And people also just making individual donations. So I'm, I'm hugely grateful for it. And I will share the link off the back of this episode if people want to support and are, and are in a position. There is no pressure to support but if you're in a position to and you want to every penny will be hugely appreciated i am raising money for place to be mental health charity and they provide mental health services directly to children and staff in schools 
they, they do an unbelievable job. They are a crucial service in a, an aspect of education which is always swamped where the where the demand always outstrips what you have available for it. That gives me a way of still tapping into something that I've been a part of in my whole career up to now, albeit in a very different guise. But I'm also going to have a few opportunities coming up for our Press Play and Run community to get involved in some of those fundraising activities, actually through some running events, but also of we're planning on having a run retreat. Very, very close to being able to confirm details about that, but it's really, really exciting. You might remember me discussing with Sophia Thane about the Lululemon run retreat, and we're going to model something along those lines. I can't wait to get people from the community together in that capacity as well, and hopefully raise some more money towards that target. On the actual running front, I've been chipping away, still managing to stay consistent and building up the pace. I've been doing a lot of speed work actually, 5k speed work, and that's with a view to trying to achieve that sub-19 target at a park run. I'm not too far away. I don't think the attempt will be that far in the future. I was hoping to hang off from a 100 park run, but I'm probably about to hit the sweet spot over the next week or two of giving that an absolute crack. I'll keep you updated on it and hopefully we'll get there. You'll see me celebrating. You Obviously, we put the wins on Instagram, so you will hear all about it or you might have already heard all about it. Who knows? I've also got the Paisley 10K coming up and the preparation has continued for the Loch Ness 24 Marathon with the Who Dropped to Dibber crew. So I'm running in the relay of the 24-hour race. I think the most significant thing that's happened in my preparation for that was actually getting my tent through um, that I had ordered from Decathlon. So it's one of these pop-up things. True to form, it took me less than 10 seconds to have that up in the back garden, so it was feeling quite smug. I must say, when it talks about folding it just as quickly and putting it back in, absolute lies. So Nicola and I are a step closer to divorce. It turns out that neither of us are particularly good at reading the instructions on how to actually get the bloody thing back in the bag. And as I was getting more irate, Nicola was trying to do that silent laugh. Anybody that's ever been in church or chapel will know it when you're trying so hard not to laugh, but the shoulders are going... I could see it in her. Honestly, I could see it. I was getting redder by the minute. She was starting to sort of edge away towards the door. Even the dogs went inside. They, they couldn't take it anymore. They could see that the explosion was coming. So we eventually got it back in there. And I won't be repeating the, the silly act of taking it out of the bag until we get to Loch Ness and I'm actually pitching that bloody thing. So if it all goes poorly, I might just need to run for the whole 24 hours and ignore the sleeping because that was a palaver. I also had my first gym session at Everlast Gym at the Glasgow Fort, so that's been refurbed and reopened with a functional fitness suite. So you'll know as well from that same announcement as the London Marathon that I'm taking on High Rocks in Manchester in January. As somebody who has done no strength work for quite a long time and should be doing far more of it, this is going to be the thing that I'm hoping will give me the kick up the bum to be consistent, as consistent with the strength work as I am with my running training. And that's all with a view of having London Marathon in mind. I want to do the strength work that's going to help to improve my performance in London. Yes, that will be about the experience, about the moment, about ticking off a bucket list moment, but I want to go and perform the best I can and hopefully come out feeling as happy about my performance there as I did at Edinburgh in May. So, uh, yeah, I was in the gym, I put a reel together. It all looked very good because I was showing you like half second clips because again, that's what we do on Instagram. The reality is that I've been walking like John Wayne for the three days after. I look like I've just parked a bloody horse. So I've got a long, long way to go there. I'm going to have to just suck it up, run through some of the doms and, and build up as gradually as I have to. I've left myself plenty of time. But that, that first day feeling of walking into the gym, every bit of me, didn't want to do it, didn't want to go in. I felt like a fish up a tree again in there. 
defaulted straight to the sort of curved treadmill. First time I've ever actually run in one of those for the first K, just to have a look around. And I thought, I'll get there when it's quiet. I was there at, I think, 8 o'clock in the morning. And there was a bloody queue right down the, the, the street at the fort. It was about four shops worth of people queued waiting to get in. I didn't realise I was going for it actually opening. I thought I was just going early. Yeah, I got over it. I got in there and I got it done. And as always with these things, nobody bloody cares. Everybody's too busy doing what they do and, and not worried about what I was doing. Thank goodness. Uh, I thought I was doing okay until I saw some of the video clips back. But let's just say I've got a long way to go to achieve some of the movement standards involved in High Rocks. But I'll throw myself at it. I do love a challenge. And that is that one's going to certainly be one that takes me well out of my comfort zone. It's been good to get back running with the club as well. We've got a few people there gearing up for autumn marathons, really ramping up their mileage, ramping up their paces. So some of those club runs have been getting a bit tasty uh, in terms of pace and distance. But it's been good. It, it stops me sort of just trickling along and running at the same pace every day. We got the Press Plane Run merchandise release. So thank you to Mikey from Michael Sports, another former guest. That's available. I've been sharing it through the socials. If you're looking for a t-shirt or a buff, you can find it through the Facebook group. You'll find the links there. Or you can go into the Instagram profile at Press Plane Run Podcast and you'll find the link to get the merch there. Facebook group's really growing. I think we've got nearly 150 people in there now. It, it, there seems to be people just joining every day. Brilliant atmosphere in there. My favourite thing that's happening in there so far is on a Monday, people sharing their sort of highlights, lowlights of the week. A lot more of them are highlights, but... Brilliant to see people getting their wins, a range of wins from representing their country this week through to getting out for 5Ks, getting out for couch to 5K. It just shows you that there's wins to be had everywhere when you start to think about the work that you're putting in. I'm feeling really motivated. I'm feeling really motivated by the podcast still. I'm feeling really motivated in my own running and I've got so much to be thankful for for the people that I've got surrounding me. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Let's keep up that momentum. Get involved in the events. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to just seeing what the next six months brings. Without further ado, I'm going to move us on to a conversation with Johnny Davis. Johnny is somebody with a big, big social media profile and somebody who's taken on a big, big challenge in running every line of the London Underground over ground over 11 days. So without further ado, I'm going to hand you over to Johnny. I'm going to urge you to just keep getting the trainers on, press play and run. In this episode, I'm joined by a man that's found a novel way to deal with the London train strikes. He's building a reputation for taking on big challenges, openly sharing his running journey, the path that led him to it, and growing a community along the way. As he gets ready for his biggest challenge yet, I'm delighted to be joined on Press Play and Run by Johnny Davis. Welcome, Johnny. How are you? Very well, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well, and I'm delighted to actually make this happen with you. I know we've had a, a couple of false starts, but... At the rate your social media is growing, I'm not surprised how busy you, you actually are at the moment. Um, we were, we'd planned actually to speak last week, so I'd made a series of notes for myself and I'd written down like your followers and stuff. And now I've obviously gone back to check this morning. My days, you are growing at a rate of notes, fella. You, I, I can only imagine what your inbox must look like on a daily basis right now. It's, it's, it's getting busy at the minute, but it's again, it's all great support. It's, you know, it's, it seems that the content's resonating, connecting with people in a very positive manner, uh, which is the whole idea behind it. You know, it's, it's sharing the story, being very authentic to everything that's going on in my life and, you know, my experiences through running, sharing the good, sharing the bad, sharing the struggles, you know, you're not trying to make it look perfect because we're all human in the day. None of us are perfect. You know, we all have ups and downs and, you know, definitely sharing all, all sides of that, um, you know, as I sort of venture into this world of, you know, insane running challenges that for some reason I'm drawn to not having yeah. that kind of it yet but you know something about it that really uh, really really does it for me 
No, your your audience has grown with you. I think it will be fair to say, even if I say your name, Johnny Davis, some people in, in, in our community that listen to the podcast might say, oh, I don't know who it is. Then they're going to hear your voice, see your face and think, oh, he's popped up on my suggested page umpteen times. It's actually been nice to connect and and have a look. It feels very much like I'm watching your running grow at the same time as your channel's growing and you're getting it quite organic. It's not it's not overly polished. It's not over it's kind of just as it is and you're presenting it as it is. It's getting be- it's all getting better as it goes. Yeah, it's it's definitely an improving journey. I mean from when I first started I, I recently went back to see what my first series of videos were like. I mean looking back at my first little hundred videos to now it's almost been like, oh God, like I can't believe people watch those ones, but it's a process, you know, end of the day, same, I, 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 you know, it's very similar to running in a sense of no one starts out with content and running being good. No. You have, you've got to put the work in, you've got to put the reps in, you've got to struggle with it. And through that struggle, you eventually get better. So I've, I've likened it, you know, my own development in running, my own development in content to be very similar. And, you know, having the two parallels running side by side has actually been quite an interesting uh, journey to go on. Yeah. And actually, the the striving for perfection can be such a barrier to both sides. If you're going to try and set out on the perfect training plan, the perfect run, the per- like, oh, I'm not sharing that. It's the exact same as the content. I went right back to the start to look, and your first videos were getting the same as everybody's gets. What, 60 views, 70 views? Your most recent videos are getting a million views and and, and more. Uh, but it doesn't happen overnight. It's the same as the running. You didn't start off or going to launch into a bit about your upcoming challenge but you don't you don't start where you've ended up now you start somewhere which is with a a run exactly you start with a run you start with whatever you can do and that's you know you you put your best foot forward whether it's content or running and and that's it i mean when my first times venturing into running you know it was yeah looking back at it now because i always screenshot things from strava for my very first ones i got them saved and i always like to look back at those thinking i remember those times of how to hard that was, you know, just get one from one of the other, thinking, God, when will this end? Yeah. Same way, looking at my first videos again, it's, you know, it's not pretty now, looking back by the time, that was the best I could do. And I'm okay with that. You know, I may look back and think, you know, they're better now, but it's a case of at that moment, that was the best thing I could deliver with the experience I had. And, you know, it's all a learning process. You know, you, yeah. and you, you put the time and effort in and it continues to get better as long as you're, you know, you have that desire to, to move it forward and to improve on it. it's inevitable that it will get better over time. It gives you authenticity. You're not trying to present it as a polished thing that it wasn't to begin with. You're not deleting old videos because these ones are better. It's all all gradual. They're all up there for everyone to see. You don't don't have time now. You need a personal assistant. You don't even have time to delete. (laughs) Not enough time at all. And I actually find it quite funny looking back at them. And again, like I I shared some, uh, a few weeks ago, I shared some of my first videos just to give an example. Being like, look, you, you may see people Know, running crazy distances and incredibly fast times. Same way you may see people make content and get lots of engagement, lots of views in it, but no one starts out with that. You've got to start out at the beginning and be honest with it because, you know, it takes time to build up to those things. It takes time yeah. to build up to them. The same way, you know, when I first started running, the concept, the idea of a marathon, let alone an ultra marathon, let alone a challenge run like this, you know, would have would scared him at me. Yeah. Same with content, like the idea of how do you get a video to perform well I, do, I just didn't understand it. But what I could do is talk about what I'm doing and share my story and find points that resonate with, with other people in there. Because at the end of the day, again, we're all, we're all human. We all, have, yeah. we all feel roughly the same emotions on a day-to-day basis. It doesn't matter what challenge you're doing. You know, we all, you know, we all, you know, put trousers one leg on at a time. We all, you know, feel the emotions in there. So, and I'm, that, go- I'm going to come back and ask you a bit about the content because obviously a lot of people are into sharing their running and it's not all for nobody setting out. I don't think with, oh, I'm going to get a million views or I'm going to, that's not how it works. It's about 
you're sharing for a reason, you're looking for something, and we're going to come to that. What I am going to do is take us just back a touch, and I'm going to give you a bit of a potted history of what I know from listening off another podcast that you did quite recently, and I'm going to link to that in the episode in case anybody wants to take a deep dive so I'm not rehashing old ground. But I'll give you a potted history. I know you're fairly new to running. Yep. I know you come from a rugby background. I know you come from a, a quite an experienced gym goer, lifting and running type background. Um, unlike myself, it's a running joke on here that I'm allergic to strength work, but I'm changing. I am changing. I'm making a resolution to do it. And you're now finding yourself at the point where you're finding your niche in these sort of ultra marathon type challenges and there's a community growing around you. But I want to probably rewind to the, the catalyst for making the change in your life and running becoming a part of it. Can we start there? Absolutely. So it was in my previous sort of life of work. Um, I was working in financial tech, had done for many years. I was in a work trip pre-COVID. So January 2020, I was over in Vancouver, Canada on a work trip. And I was, it, something just hit me. I was on it. Was, I was you know, working while I was out there for a couple of weeks, a series of meetings, really wasn't happy. My physical health wasn't great. Mental health really wasn't great. I wasn't to be enjoying what I was doing. I was in a bit of a confused position. And I'd never really ran anything before. And I think it was a mixture of jet lag, frustration, sheer like, what am I doing with my life here? That I grabbed a pair of shoes, five in the morning, went out in the blistering cold and rain and sleet of West Coast Canada in January and pitched dark and I ran about 12K. I didn't know what I was doing, had no idea. Heart rate was through the roof, legs were burning, lungs were burning, felt awful, but I just kind of wanted to get on my own head a little bit and just take a bit of time. And you know, I'm not, I'm not, I think a big part of it as well, you know, people talk about meditation, clear their mind. Running is a form of meditation. I don't realize the time because I, yeah. I, I can't sit still for two seconds. So it's one of those things where I was just so confused with the direction I was going in, in life and I wasn't sure what that, any of that meant for me. And I just wanted to do something different. And so I just thought, you know what, let's just put one foot in front of the other, see that clears your head a bit. And I loved it. I was just like, this was, it was incredibly difficult. I was definitely not in any fit state. I'd been out the night before, I had about four hours sleep. So I was incredibly hungover as well. It wasn't a particularly enjoyable experience, but it was a rewarding experience. And I yeah. think with one of those things, like it's not easy. It's never, it doesn't get easier. You no. just sort of improve over time. And it was just the, the reward. People talk about the endorphins you get off going for runs and whatnot. I just think it was, it was more a case of, you know, I was able to, for an hour or so, probably more than an hour, it was 12K, I was very slow, and um, for about 90 minutes, I was just able to kind of clear my head look at things through a different lens, get out my own way a little bit and just ask some questions on myself that I hadn't been asking. I find that whenever I run, it's, it's you know, your mind sort of is able to go to a place where you can have those conversations with yourself that usually you can distract yourself from. Usually you can, yeah. your phone, you can do this. You, it's, going through the day to day, there are so many opportunities to distract ourselves from having a hard conversation with ourselves about what are we doing with this? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? And often, you know, we just end up doing the things we do through no thought or direct action. We just end up doing them. And I felt like a bit of a case of a bit like a paper bag in the wind at that point. And I was a bit like kind of going through the motions of it all. And I just thought, I don't know what I'm going to do here, but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to commit to just, just this feels right. This feels right yeah. putting, going out the door and doing that. So the next day I went, woke up at five in the morning again and I ran 10K around the same place, Stanley Park in Vancouver. Really beautiful place, by the way. It's right by the yeah. sea. And I went a bit slower. I'd read online that evening a bit about, you know, maybe don't try and run as fast as you can the whole way through. My legs were still really stiff. I felt awful. You know, I didn't have proper, like, quite winter wear. I was wearing a pair of three-inch rugby shorts and, like, a T-shirt. And I was drenched. I was cold. I was soaking wet. But I really, really enjoyed it. And I was like, okay, 
this, I don't know what this is, but it seems to be doing something because I felt, you know, my thoughts were a bit clearer the rest of the day. I felt, you know, a certain sense of satisfaction by doing this. And I was like, okay, I don't know it's going to lead to, but I'm just going to keep committing to doing this yeah. a couple of times a week. See, just see how I can introduce this in there. And again, I've always been, you know, avid gym goer, love strength training. And I'd never really found any brew of cardio. I mean, rugby is rugby, it's physical, but it's very, you're going at it all the time. Yeah. Um, it's not one, and it's not a long endurance thing. It's, you know, a series of explosive runs. And so it felt very different because running was probably the one part of rugby I disliked the most anyway. So it felt weird doing this thing that the one part of the sport I liked that I didn't like, I'm now spending time doing. Yeah. There is a certain, there is a certain element to doing the thing you dislike the least and sort of taking ownership of that, being like, well, if I can find a way to enjoy the thing I dislike the least, what are the other things in life I don't enjoy that I probably should be doing? Yeah. Maybe I can start doing it. Maybe I can start conquering those things. Because in my mind beforehand, the idea of running a 10K or 12K was this mountain up here that I didn't want to try and climb. Whereas all of a sudden, it's not such a big thing anymore. And then it made the other things I had to deal with in life not so big as well. And it kind of just sort of went on this journey of, right, okay, we, we, you know, what, what are the things we're doing in life that we don't like? What are the things in life we're doing that we don't enjoy? What are the things in life that, you know, really took a, took a real direct yeah. view? Big, what- big, big questions. These are really big questions. And actually, the run doesn't bring all the answers, but it, no. but, but it makes you ask yourself the question, at least. Yeah. So you're addressing it. And if I'm not good at mindfulness in the sense of sitting down quiet in my, mind, my life and my mind are too busy, but on yeah. a run, You've no choice. If you're running for long enough, you will ask yourself every yeah. question you don't want to ask. One hundred percent. And I find the longer you run, the tougher these things are. The deeper you'll go into that into that zone. So that was kind of the start for it. And again, it was then COVID hit. So I had a very unique experience of running, whereby often people get into running because they see people running marathons or races or events. For this next sort of two years, there were no marathons, there were no races, there were yeah. no events on. So as I was getting into the world of running. I didn't, I didn't see anyone running marathons. I didn't see anyone running races. So I was like, oh, that must be, that, that's almost like an irrelevancy. So I just got to spend two years enjoying running with no expectations of getting faster, no expectations of running further, no expectations of, you know, I need to get this time to this, this time to this, none of that. And for the first year or so during COVID, I'd run a couple times a week, again, nice and easy, you know, the, laying the foundations of what will eventually come. So for one yeah. year, straight, I learned, okay, keep the heart rate nice and low, walk if you need to, just keep doing that because it seems to be working. I'm enjoying it. Because I wasn't trying to get better at running, I was just yep. trying to commit to a certain per- period of time per week for my own well-being. I laid a really good aerobic-based foundation. And yeah. so when I started going through the process, then the next year after, I was like, okay, like what, what's, what are we going to do from here? I started going, adding a bit more structure, so maybe adding in a faster run a week and maybe adding in you know, a bit further. And I just caught myself wanting to see okay if you put this in you know you can see i could see the development pattern happening i could see myself improving little by little it wasn't big jumps and i thought okay well let's see maybe run a half marathon see what that just on my own and just go out for it and again because there was no expectation of time it was just a case of let's see if i can just do it covid is an interesting one because i, I think i think we're on episode we must be in around 20 something this is season two or whatever so about, i've spoken to maybe 20 odd people maybe 15 have started yeah. their running in COVID and their experience of beginning running is very different from mine because I came from, you were rugby, I was football. Okay, yeah. And couldn't play football, let myself go a bit after football, knees weren't taking it and got myself to a place where I wasn't happy in my head, in my body and you start running. But I couldn't lose the football bit of every run has to be faster than the last run. And yeah. also races, this was 2017, 
races yeah. were everything for me. I was like trying to fill the competitive void. Yeah. So I was kind of running for what I would say at that point was the wrong reason or trying to get the wrong thing because I was never satisfied unless you're winning a race and let's be frank. And it was a goal there to try. You're not bloody winning a race most of the time because there's always somebody who's rapid. Even go to park running trying to win one of those things is like mad. So if that's the the driver, so I was doing all that running but wasn't getting the same clarity, but COVID brought it because you'd nothing nothing to run for but running sake. Um, So it's a really interesting one that it launched probably one of the worst things in all our life of being locked down and that that bit nobody talks about the positive of well see when you had to prioritize one thing what did you choose it was getting out it was your health it was yourself um so i interesting place that you start from and then as you said you start almost by accident thinking oh i wonder if i could try that try that try that never a case of when i saw this i was like right i want to go run 100k or 100 mile or any of this that was never in my mind whatsoever it was just a case of I enjoy the, I don't, the other thing as well is I don't think I don't think I necessarily enjoyed the running part. It's just everything that comes with it, the structure, the consistency, how I felt afterwards, how I was able to ask this question myself. There's nothing innate about there's nothing special about putting one foot in front of the other that that actually I'm going, right, here we go. You know, there's most yeah. most of the time I wake up going, oh God, I'll like I'll stay on my shoes for 20 minutes thinking, yeah. I don't really want to do this today. But there's a, and there's a hundred ways to get all of that stuff that goes yeah. around it. You could swim, you could cycle, you could walk a mountain, but 100%. Yeah, the package yeah. and and the connection with this community that you've grown, which I'll come to, is something that's maybe more unique to something like running. It's maybe more that's tangible for somebody who's done a group sport previously than, sure. than walking sure. a Monroe in Scotland all by yourself. Absolutely. I mean, that's probably, that's probably a part of the reason why I don't encourage people. It sounds weird as sort of being labeled as like a running influencer. I don't really tell people to run. Like, I'm not a big encourage. I tell people to do activities, to be active and to connect with, through physical exercise, some form of cardio based, whether that's running, cycling, swimming, walking, hiking, have something in there. That's why I'm never trying to convince people to run. It's like, if you don't want to, don't. Like, there's yeah. no, it's never a hard zone. There. I'm also not saying that running is going to solve all your problems in life because it certainly won't. It just, again, allows you, it's one of the many vehicles you can use to, to ask questions of yourself and provide with, provide you with some, some sort of something to consistently work at where you see incremental improvements over time and you only see improvements through work. There's no shortcut. There is no cheating at it. You, it, it it's laid out there, um, which, which is the beauty. This is the beauty of it. But that's the same for all cardio-based sports. Like you, you get out what you put in and there's a certain beauty of that, a certain nature of that, that, you know, no one's born being great at running. Everyone's got to work at it. No one can cheat it. No one can sort of half-ass the training program and then get an amazing time. Like, it all comes out of the wash. It's not like, again, a team sport where on a bad day, your teammates can rally around and almost mask that. If you are not putting the work in, you're not getting the rewards out. It's just as simple as that. There is nowhere to hide in or in. Has your relationship changed, Johnny, at all with racing? Since, obviously, you started when there weren't any. Now there has been, and I know you've you've done marathons and you've done official ultras. Has your relationship with competition changed when it comes to running? Yeah, I mean, I think I found that the least enjoyable parts of the whole running experience is when I'm setting myself up to run a specific time. So I trained for the Seville Marathon this year, and I trained really hard over Christmas. Like it was a full, it was a fourteen, sixteen week block. Didn't miss a session. Everything was like lined up for it to try and get a real specific time a big jump in a pb and i set my i almost set my own happiness based upon the app that the value of this is the disciplines and the, the what i picked up in training there that's that's the real true value is 
you know, the processes you pick up and, you know, who you have to become in order to, to do that, which is someone who's disciplined enough for 14 weeks straight to do what you need to do, to push yourself when you're tired, to recover properly, to improve yep. yourself. That's the true value. The time is an irrelevancy. Like, mm-hmm. no one's breaking any records here. Like, I'm, I'm pretty, no. I'm content with that. Only you're going, only you're going. Yeah. All right. It's one of those things that actually, if you, if you put your whole weight of uh, value based upon the outcome, you lose the real value, which is what you have, the person you have to become in order to do that. That's the true value. So I absolutely smashed the training block. On the day, it was ferociously warm. I started getting cramp after. I was, I smashed my first half. I even PB'd my half marathon in the first. I was like, I am cruising my way here. 28K in, double quad cramp, salt pills couldn't do anything to it. It was hot. I'm a big guy. It's going to happen. Like, I should probably have picked a cooler marathon to do, but I thought February in Seville was not going to be that warm. It was freakishly warm at the time of year. It is what it is. And I was a bit, I remember when it happened, and I was really gutted. And I beat myself up about it for, for the remaining sort of 12K. And your pace just went out the window. Everything was just gone. So, and it's I, so tough. That, that's so, it's so tough, that, that spell. It was, it was gutting. But I also saw so many people just falling at the wayside as well, who were just like, no, nah, not on today. Everyone was slowing down. No one was... No one, was, no one was going for it that day. It was just a seriously hot day. And I was like, I, I couldn't, I put, I put too much weight and importance on the outcome rather than the processes. And actually, I finished it. I still got PB. I was still pretty happy. Granted, my PB4 wasn't that great. But it was still like, okay, I, I got a PB here. Yeah. And actually, I was only on upon reflection. I was like, you're looking at the wrong thing here. And actually, so I've stopped putting weight on those sort of things. There. I mean, again, with, with anything, you have a rough idea with it. But again, it's, you know, it's, you can't suspend everything on the outcome because you can't control the outcome. You can't control the outcome. The only you control is the price no. behind. And actually, I did everything within my power to stick to that plan, to stick to that program, worked on everything, left yeah. no stone unturned. I was on that program. I was so happy. I was like, take all these boxes. Surely the next box tick is this. And it's like, okay, well, that, that's also great, a great example of life for you. Sometimes you do all the right things. Yeah. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work out the way you thought. But again, the value is always in doing the right things yeah. and understanding that in order, to, in order to get necessarily what you want, you, it, it may not happen for you. Like yeah. it's still going to happen. But the real, the true value, what you need, is the thing that you did anyway. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's only a reflection. I was like, oh, actually, yeah, I, I, you're spot on. You're, you're yeah. spot on. And listeners will, you could be sitting talking about my Edinburgh marathon experience in May there, um, but the exact same thing where the work was put in. I didn't miss a single session. Yeah. I, I did go in with an A, B, an A goal, a B goal, and a C goal. And I got yeah. the B goal, but I didn't get the maybe what I would have felt like I deserved from it, which was I really wanted to run that sub 320. I wanted to get the good for aging. But when you pin so much on a on an outcome, the, the one thing I hadn't banked on was training in Scotland in the winter for a marathon that ended up 18, 19 degrees that day. Like, And, and I am not what you're, you must have been. You must be closer to a hundred kilos. You're a big guy, six four. Hundred one. kilos. I, you know, I'm like nearly. I'm about eighty kilos. It's bloody hard for me to cool down. I don't know how the hell you manage it in that heat. It's serious. It's seriously hard now. So he's always putting his elements in there. Not. And I spoke to my coach afterwards, and he was like, "Dude, it's the hot that you. That this is great." I just, he was like, "That's a great outcome for considering the conditions." Like, and again, this is learning process. When it gets above a certain temperature, like being a bigger guy, like he's gonna. I'm going to suffer a bit more. It's going to be harder to pull myself down. Like just being aware of those things. And, you know, there's lessons to be learned from that. And again, I will add to the character building to it. Like just things, you know, things don't, you know, things don't go your way and that's fine. Like you will learn from it. And actually I took more from it. And then two weeks later, I jumped into Paris half because I was like, you know what? 
I want to go hit so Two hard. weeks later, when you, when you should be doing nothing. Yeah, it was five degrees of the start line. And I was like, <laughs> fantastic. And I managed to break every single PB, 5K, 10K, half. Because yeah. I didn't. I just took those two weeks off. I was like, you know what, let's rest the body up. Let's get ready, do a speed session a couple of days before and just sort myself out. And I went into that and I had so much fun. So also, I went into it with no, I didn't, I was like, let's just try and yeah. go for this pace and see what happens and have fun with it. And I actually, to be fair, the second half, I felt my legs being heavy. I hadn't recovered properly from the marathon yet. But it's one of those things I had so much fun. Like I was, I, I had headphones out. I was cheering the crowd. I was yelling, LA, 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 everyone. I was supporting people around me. I was chatting to people when I was running. Yeah. I was having the most fun with a race I could have done. And I finished that. And I got a, I PB the half and I was like, that was so enjoyable. Obviously, yeah. the conditions were nicer um, with, with it being cooler, which definitely suited my size now. But because I went in with no expectation, I had a great time. I enjoyed yeah. it so much more. And I had no, yeah, I could have done that slower. I would have had a great time still. It was the occasion. And understanding that, again, like, that that's just that's you know, I have no control of that outcome. I no. just went into the best time and I enjoyed it and it was fun and I was looking around. I was in a beautiful city. Whereas Seville, I couldn't tell you what street I was on. I couldn't tell you anything I remember from that day. I was just blinkers on, head going yeah. in, you know, real like serious. Let's go mode. Paris, I was like, let's have some fun here. Let's enjoy yeah. this. Let's chat to people. We had all these French people being like trying to chat to me, being like, look at the size of your ago. And I was like, come on, like just like enjoy- I've seen you in TikTok. <laughs> Yeah, no, I had, I, there's a few of those as well, but it was just brilliant. I had such a great time. And then after that, I was a friend of mine who did it as well. We went out for food after. And I was like, this was so, such an enjoyable experience. Seville was a bit like, again, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. i got to take it back. Like, I'm not, no one, no, you know, you, you might, my, my, you know, I'm not, no one's paying me based upon the time of marathon. No. Yeah, this is my job. My job is, you know, this, this, this is just to enjoy and experience it. And, you know, I think I was doing a, dis, dis, a disservice to running by, putting that much pressure on myself and then putting that expectation. I know that, you know, maybe translated to telling other people they should be expectation. And actually coming out of the other side of all that, I learned one thing is like, you know, your times and paces, you know, it's not, that's not everything. That's no, not, it's, that's and, so- and almost nobody cares. We say it every, yeah. every episode no, here. Like the difference between the pressure yeah. you put yourself under and I did, see if I achieve that good for age time and if I get it the next time. People will read that post that you make with the exact same level of scrutiny that they read the other one, and they'll say, "No matter what, well done." That yeah, like, like, the, the the value of you as a runner is not dependent on the time. No. I think that's such an important message to say because a lot of people don't go and do events because they're like, "Oh, well, I'm not at this level." And there's a, every now and then I'll see people, you know, running community is one of the most positive communities out there. I think it really is. Really is. You still have that very small percentage of people that are a bit like well, you know, you shouldn't be entering this race unless you can run it this time. It's like, it ain't about that. And it's, it, you know, I feel very sorry for people who put all their value and how they view other runners based upon their time. We all, we all are running our own race. We're all doing our own thing. And again, like, if you're able to do these things, enjoy, the, enjoy those things without the pressure of the time you run it, you are winning at running. So the guy that suffered in Seville then runs Paris. And as you said, big guy, like you are not, we, we speak about all the body types and shapes and a runner's a runner. doesn't matter what you look like. Yep. What in the hell possesses you to say, I know what's next ultra? <laughs> like, Oh, I, I did. I already done an ultra last year. I ran the Thames Park 100K because I was like, what's the closest ultra to my house? I live in Ballam in southwest London. But why? Like, what's in your head to say, I know what this guy needs and he's running 100K, even the Thames Path? Like where where does that bit come from of the distance? Because that's, that's kicking on a level in terms of the base you need. Uh, that was a case of I wanted it wasn't that again this is going back to the point of 
I didn't, it wasn't that I wanted to run 100K. It's that I wanted to be a person and I wanted to pick up the disciplines of a person who could train to run 100K and actually run it. And like, yeah, actually okay. put a good effort in, sustain their pace throughout, go into the strategy behind it. And did that be my first ultra event? Like I'd run a, quite a few 50Ks in training in the, in the build up for it. Cause I just wanted to, again, go past the marathon distance and just yeah. see like, I didn't collapse and die. Like, I was like the confidence. It gives that confidence there. And it was just a case, okay, well, look, let's 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 sort of see where the limits are of these things. And let's see how I feel in this situation. Let's see where does my, my the biggest thing is always where does my mind go to? Like when I think I can't do something and then you do something, what is that? Almost like a game, like level unlocked. Like see, let's see what's going on here. So granted, the further I'd run before the hundred K was a fifty K, because I didn't want to, you know, absolutely destroy myself too much. Yeah. Um and again, it was a case of let's see what goes. And again, I went in roughly, I was like, look, I want to try and get under a certain time here. But if I don't, I don't. Let's just enjoy. Let's just try and sustain a pace. And, you know, let, let's see if I, when I'm in trouble and I got to ask myself something, ask myself to give a bit more, what will I find when I do that? And went through the day. The worst I felt was at 20K. I had a weird pain in my hamstring. I thought, oh, really? God, I need that, to get Then all of a sudden I kept going through. Checkpoint, checkpoint, checkpoint. Fine. Eat, eat, fuel, hydrate, chat yeah. to people. Met some amazing people on the run. I had a, re- I just had a really enjoyable time. Then I was like, oh, that's that's 50K. Then it's like 60, then it's 17. Then it's like, oh, I'm just hit past double marathon distance. I'm like, I'm still fine. I'm still me. I'm still having a good time. I'm still cracking the same jokes. I'm still all with it. And then as the, start, the day starts going on, hit 90 or so. Then it starts, as the sun was going down a bit, I was in my, I was, not my head, but it was a point of like, okay, I'm now at a point where like, I'm starting to ask myself very deep questions here that I usually day say will not ask. Yeah. And it's a case of like really unlocking certain things there. And I've noticed this quite unique thing where a lot of time the physical pain we're feeling in running is more in our heads than anything else. Because I had this, I had this pain in my feet towards the end, about ninety-two k in, awful pain in my feet, and it, would, it was building and building. It wasn't going well. I was like, God, and I really went deep into the, you know, tapping in some things in there, and I kind of came through a point and asked myself some very difficult questions, and I gave myself some answers, and once I got through that. Every bit of pain in my feet that had been agony for a while disappeared. Yeah. I was like, hang on a minute. Was that really pain or was I holding on to something in my head a little bit there? Mm-hmm. And I come through the other side. And in the last 5K, I was like, all right, let's just let's go. Like, let's put this 5K to go. I've done a million 5Ks. Let's just, let's just go. And I just start picking the pace. I'm feeling, I feel like I'm just woken up out of bed and yeah. running 5K. And I was like, this is it, it's in where you're, what you're actually capable of doing and what you think you're capable of doing are two vastly different things. Yeah. And the ability to tap into that and get to that place, because it's, it's a very rare, there's very limited times in our life where we had the opportunity to do events like this. It's not mm. every week, it's not every month. It's a handful of times over a few years that you're in a situation where you, you're in the back end of 80, 90 kilometers on that day and you're moving forward. And it's like, let's use these unique moments and reflect on certain things and see what you find inside. You see yeah. where your mind's going to take you. And that was such a beautiful place to be in, a place I'd never really felt before. And I'm not someone who's like, you know, overly overly emotional day-to-day a lot of stuff i'm a human i'm emotional right but i'm not someone who really i'm focused too much on it i found myself in this really beautiful place mentally that i was like you know what i'm i I love being in this place i love asking myself these things i love on the on those discovery discovery sort of parts um in your mind and i uh i I thought it was fantastic so i I enjoyed that so much i finished 100 i was like i can see myself doing more of these this this is absolutely brilliant like i was also a case of I know what I made. I woke up the next morning and I went for a run just to make sure I was able to do so. Legs didn't fall off. Feet were still there. Yeah. Missed right now, but that was fine. It was like, okay, like 
it really it really is just a it's a, it's a mind it's a mind thing as long as you do the work and the training it's all a mind the psychology bit is such an interesting one steve magnus the american coach i love following him and his posts on uh instant he's got his own podcast as well and he he goes deep on that yeah. the stories you tell yourself and like at 90k you're telling yourself the same mental story that i might be telling myself at 7k of a 10k race but I get the same feeling actually at 3k of a 5k race and I got it in the last 10k of a marathon. It's not the distance, it's the, he talks about that self-sabotage almost of, you're, it's preservation. You're almost making excuses to yourself as to, if I can't do this, here's why. And yeah, you have oh. to kick through that. that. But that, oh. that that's the same for me on a 5k as, can I run that in this time? Because time is important to me on those short distances. Sure. But only to me. And in my yeah, head, yeah. I'm like, well, if I can't do this today, it's because, and, I, and he talks about it in depth, it's like, you are protecting yourself. It's like somebody who doesn't put the training in, they can then yeah. say at the end, oh, well, it's because. Yeah, it was because of this. It's because yeah, of this. It's, it's so fascinating. It, it really is. So that 100K is for you and those distances, that's just such a big learning curve coming from where you've come as a runner. At this point, we're going to talk a wee bit about the challenge you've got upcoming, and I want to talk to you about your ambassadorship with Lululemon. That's actually how you first came in on my radar, I think. But was it was the seed already there for, I want to plot something different for myself, or were you looking at where else do I go with this? How did this come about? 100%. It was a case, it was more a case of like, I wanted to, first of all, wanted to make sure I could do these things. And because the other thing I had a lot of with people being like, oh God, you know, you're going to really damage your body doing this sort of stuff. And I've, you know, had knee operations. I've had all sorts of things from rugby. I've had all sorts of horrific injuries through other sports. Three years of running consistently now, I've touched wood, absolutely fine. I've, not, I've had the odd treatment for things here and there, but nothing serious. Like I had to have a scan of my knee last year, which is a, like, again, a, like a, just a checkup from when I had my operation years ago. Never been in better condition. And it's like, I put a lot of down, obviously, to strong base, running slowly most of the time, strong technique, like really honing in those sort of things there. And I was like, okay, this is not going to break me up. This is not going to, you know, my body's much stronger than than I maybe getting credit for, durable, especially in a sport that maybe I traditionally thought I wasn't built for. Um, but it was more a case of like, right, I love the I love the event was great. The event, hitting that thing, 100, that's great. But I love the idea of doing something solo or something that's a bit unique that you can't really build an event around with a group of people to do a race and um, the challenge aspect really sort of sorted to me as well because i did i, I know as much as i love the organization the whole going through the whole process there there was an element of um you know it was almost not not to say fabricated but it wasn't like it's hard to put my hard to describe but i kind of just fancied wanting to do something that wasn't a set course not a, not an event not a central event not an event, exactly that. And I thought, you know what? Let's see. Let's have a little think about what what to do. And I was always the the tube, the tube idea had been on my mind for a long time. Um, you know, it was during lockdown. My cousin lived in Highgate, so I'd cycle from Ballum to Highgate. And I followed the Northern Line. And I always thought, and again, this is just a, a start early into running. I was like, God, this is a long way to run. Yeah. Um, but it was just one of those things, like sort of ticking them off as I go. So no other stops in the way. I tick them ahead, go this stop, this stop, this stop, this stop, this stop. And when I go home that day, I cycle it down, I go this stop, this stop, this stop, this stop. And it was kind of one of those things that whenever, um, when I moved on in 2019, I was like, you know, learning how to get around places, where to go here. It's nice when you, you know, everyone knows when you turn up at one end of London, up above. Oh, so that. you're not from London? From Luton originally and then Cambridge. Okay. Okay. So you didn't live in London your whole, the whole time? 
No, so I was, um, I was uh, when I was sort of picking up areas, I know places from when I pop up the tube, but yeah. when they're out of connect or link, and I was always like, at what point will I learn this? At what point am I going to know how to go from here to here, above ground, maybe on a bike, maybe running? Yeah. And as I started linking things together, I started to understand it more and find new places to run and new routes. And then it was kind of in my head for a while. And I looked at the distance, the total distance of the underground itself, and it was supposed to be 300 and something K. And I was like, okay, wonder how, wonder if you did the multi-day around that. And I actually mapped it and I realized that above ground, that, that as the train goes, is very straight. Obviously, above ground, you are limited to yeah. the roads, the paths. There's a lot more limitation there. Unfortunately, TFL did not give me permission to run like next to the train to go all the way down. Shocking that, eh? <laughs> so I was very much limited to the case of, okay, like, how are we going to, um, what's the way we can uh, do up there? So I routed it, used Strava, we're doing my route planning for everything, and came out of these different routes. And I was like, okay, let's, 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 let's just test some of these out. Let's go run a couple of these. I ran the Victoria line as it's a relatively easy one um you know sim- nice route very simple there's, there's roads that link each of the stations you're not getting sort of you're not by the back of the houses at all um and it's a pretty nice route as well it goes to central goes down south goes i finished it up in brixton near mine so yeah seemed quite quite nice there so i hit, um, hit on that and it was uh i really enjoyed it enjoyed it, it was nice to link up these parts of london that i'd never ran between like walthamstow down tottenham all the way through Vintry park then past arsenal and i was like i mean i just kind of crossed the whole city here and usually yeah. you go up like a 20k a you loop it and back to where you are. You don't actually see that much stuff. You don't go to too many other places. You maybe hit a few other, you know, a couple other spots there. But when you come go from one end to the other end, you really pass a lot. And I was like, I like the fact that I'd, you know, gone through so many different boroughs, so many different areas. And that was kind of the point when I was like, nah, we, we, I want to really get something. So I mentioned the idea to Lululemon when I, when I first had a meeting with them earlier this year. And they said, you know, what are the things you want to do to get yourself more involved within the, the community, whether it's your community or the running community in London. I was like, cause they, are, they said like, do you, do you want to start maybe run club? Like, at the time I was like, I was again, this is a year of stepping out. So we're going to run club in a bit, but like stepping out of comfort zones. At the time I was like, I was well nervous about like inviting people to run with me. Like, Absolutely. No. So I was like, you know what, this run the tubes. I, I For me, it, it, it's, it connects tradition, other areas of London that people may not want to go into. And it, it's just something about it. It just did it for me. I was like, this is exciting for me because, again, it, I get to go every corner of London and it's on the underground. If you're on the overground, terribly sorry. Um, but it, it covers so many areas that I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, it's uncharted territory and also uncharted territory in distance and event scale. I, I, and then and in the back-to-back nature. So I'm going to lay that out for anybody who's listening. And a lot of people will know of your challenge because it, it does, it pops up a lot and quite rightly so it's getting great exposure but the run the tube challenge that you've set yourself is running overground every london underground line linking them together though on 11 consecutive days so i've got it marked at 572 kilometers 300 odd miles for Mm -hmm. those that work in miles and you're going to go 11 consecutive days you're going to run those lines is that is it I've, i've hit that right haven't i but on a line a day for 11 consecutive days. So yeah. some, see, the distance we cover each day is dependent on the line we're choosing to run. So again, you know, we've got a whole range of lines there. So, you know, the longest being the central line at 92K. is majority of the lines are above 70-odd K in yeah. total distance. And then we've also got a couple of smaller ones. They're around the 30K mark. And then, of course, the Waterloo City 3K, which I'm very happy about in there. Race we're day. Going to sandwich that one between an 80k and a 90k uh over the last three days so the the, the saturday on the day before we finish is the waterloo city get a lot, a lot of people as well who 
want to just run that sort of distance. That's amazing. You know, that's a nice way. Now, the beauty of that, that whole, the beauty of the event is it's able to connect, you know, by running through people's areas. If, you, know, you don't have to run a whole line with me. You can run a station with me. That's, that, that for me is everything because, again, running being this daunting thing, before I got into running, I was very conscious of going, oh, God, the idea the idea of running a 5K or event, let alone a marathon, I thought running is not for me because there's all these big distances you've got to do. Yeah. In reality, there's no, there's, there's no prerequisite to how far or fast you've got to run to enjoy running and be a runner, whether that's do you want to run a K, a kilometre in seven minutes yeah. you know, while stopping and taking walks. That makes you as much a runner as anyone. It's, like a, def- it's a definite barrier for people, though, when it comes to running together and running socially. They see themselves as not being quick enough. I get this all the time with the yeah. community events that we're doing with the podcast. People mm-hmm. messaging you and they desperately want to be a part of something yeah. bigger than themselves. But, oh, I'm too slow. I'm too, I'm like, it's this is easy pace. Call it what you like. Sexy pace. This is the pace. The pace will be your pace. If you are at the back, that will be the pace for the day. That's, and, that's absolutely but it's it's difficult for people to sort of comprehend that i want to ask you have you read the book walk the lines the london underground about the london underground this is a book i read years ago my dad's got it for me yeah yeah Yeah. so so he's got me a few like london themed uh themed things which i think is brilliant i sent my sister she lives down in surrey so she's in that area i'm down there a couple of times a year and that book is somebody who walked all the lines and i suppose they were doing it for connection to tell the story of london and londoners whereas you're doing it for a whole different reason but you mentioned lululemon and there's i was going to say there's a thing we have in common because i'm well Obviously, I'm six foot four and really well built as well, like you, and, <laughs> and bench press like the weight of a small rhino. But apart from those things, I've taken up the Lululemon ambassadorship in Glasgow, so I'm the run ambassador there. Just recently, you're at your ambassadorship's a different thing. Yours is regional and a big, big city like that. How did it yeah. come about? How did they know of you? Because I know they tend to approach you for these things. But how did how did you come on the radar? So it's quite interesting. So I've always taken the position with anything branded in social media if you don't already use the product or the service or it's something you don't sort of aspire to use one day or this sort of stuff it's not the right thing to sort of sign up or, or yeah. line up there so with regards to that as the channel was sort of growing over last year was sort of a real testing period you know i didn't it took me especially tiktok was where i first started posting this stuff on a whole year of posting to not much outcome and that's fine yeah. it was a testing period there when I started to get some rhythm and consistency with the nature of storytelling and understanding the best way to structure videos to allow for ideas to be shared in a very digestible and easy manner that helps with video performance. Once that sort of came about, I started getting approached by a lot of different brands about brand deals, about all this kind of stuff. And they were all from brands I didn't use. So I just said no. And it's strange that because, you know, again, I wasn't trying to make this the thing I did. I was just doing it as a passionate thing of mine, which is, to share about this beautiful thing, uh, you know, this sport that we yeah, all love. Should, it should enhance what you do as opposed to being the thing you do. 100%. So I was like, I don't really want to, like, I just kept saying no to stuff. And I said, look, a friend of mine who she was, she works in the world of social media. She was like, listen, like, wh- you know, who would you want to come? If anyone came across you and said, hey, you know, we're this company, what company would they be? Who would you want to work with? And I listed out a handful of companies that I use their products or services I love their what they do. I love their story. I love their, you know, the work in the community. It has to be more to it than that. And I, you know, it was a case of that. I wrote that out. And about 10 days later, we got an email from Luna Lemon being like, love what you're doing. We want to have a discussion about some ideas, you know, where you'd be open to that sort of stuff. And I was like, I would be. But at the same time as well, I'm also very conscious of like, 
I don't want to, I don't want my page to become like an advert for any brand. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's to be that. Had a great sit down with them. They were like, listen, we don't want that either. We're just going to want to support what you're doing. You already wear our clothes in a lot of your videos, which is true. Right? A lot of my stuff was really from them. And I was like, okay, great. And they're like, look, we want to help and support what you're doing. We like exactly what it is. And for them, it was like, what they weren't like, we need you to hit these numbers. And there was no expectation. They were like, we want you to amplify what you're doing with a greater reach to reach more people, to help within communities. And their whole mess- message and ethos was, what can you do for the running community? Rather yeah. than what can you do for yourself, the channel for us, what can you do to the community? They were very community first, which I was like, I didn't think businesses were like that. I'm always, I'm quite a distrusting person when it comes to businesses usually. I'm like, what's your angle here? What are you there's, trying to do? There's a cynicism. I think this is a great, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted that you can come on and talk to this and it doesn't have to be yeah. me explaining because I've been asked a lot, how did this come about? And how did you contact Lululemon? And I'm saying, I didn't. It was yeah. through, I was at a run retreat with them and then we stayed in touch and it's yeah. all been in and around community and community development and and an authentic relationship but i was the same as you i'm i went for that first meeting and i'm like what but what do you want but yeah, what yeah. is it you want and they're saying no, we don't. I'm like, but, uh, uh, so you're going to give me this clothing to wear that i already like and i'm going to right but what what do i need to do and you're giving on paper you're doing so little for them except i suppose what you are doing is you're amplifying amplifying their values that's what it's about. And it's, it, it, it all lines up and, and combines the values, which is why I love them so much. It's also why a few different brands, I'm not going to name the brands, I know it's just again, it's not relevant, but a lot of them were offering really lucrative things. Like, yeah. really lucrative yeah. stuff. Yeah. Looking at me like, are you sure? Like, what? And it was a case of like, okay, this is where you have to ask questions of yourself. What do you stand for? What is it you mean? Are, why are you doing this? Are you doing this to enrich yourself through brand partnerships, brand deals, or are you doing this for the real reason, which is why I started this, was to have an impact and to help people the same way running has helped me and try and explain that to other people and try and message that through what I do. Yeah. And I was like, that has to be, the, that is the priority with this channel. But I would say like other, other you know, followers and video, video views, there are one A metric to measure how well things are going. That's fine. That's never the goal with this. You never started running and sharing for those goals because no, if you no. if you did, you would never achieve anything in either field. Absolutely not, because everything is then pinned and based upon numbers and how things will do. Video as well, that's great. Video in the world, that's absolutely fine either as well. It's not my happiness with social media is not dependent on the outcome forms of videos. Yeah. Is it good when things when I get to have a video that's shared all the time and people understand and people can embrace it? Great. At the same time, one person sees the video and they, they benefit from doing that and they like it, then that's fine by me. Like, again, it's not, it's not the case with them, which for me is, you know, this means that I'm never stressed about, you know, how I posted X amount of videos this week. I don't know. This week, I had, I, I've had so much to do this week with regards to planning for Tube Project, other things that I think it's like I didn't like post like four days this week. Yeah. I'm absolutely fine with that. Like, it's just like, it's cool. Like, I, yeah. I don't have to be, you know, you know, I don't, I'm not trying to be front of mind and everyone's mind here. Like, I'm just, I'm actually interested in this, Johnny, and I don't. I think other people will be even that are not involved with a brand. Is is this now the thing you do in terms of running, or do you still have a job outside running? I still do. I've taken a bit of a step back this year, though, while focusing yeah. on the project because it's one of those things that, with regards to focusing on the training aspects, the band, mental bandwidth to deal with all this, because it's not yeah. just training for a race or an event. It's also co-organizing the event. Lululemon is very helpful with the whole thing, but I've had to pull a lot of things together 
So they're taking a, they're taking a lot of res- a lot of the burden actually for for helping yeah. organize with this, which is fantastic. But at the same time, like there's a lot I'm behind the scenes going on to make this a really cool event to make sure that you know it's yeah it, 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 and more elements come into this, especially considering it's like there's a crew of people, there's a team behind this, there's like and also I've got a trainer. That makes sense. So it wouldn't be fair to try and do that one there. So there are. I'm still in touch with stuff with, with work things here and there, but again, it's a bit of a step back to it all there, and I can you know pick things up again towards um, towards the later of the year, which is fantastic. But it's more a case of I, I there's only so much you can do in that, and I think as well, I'm quite honest with social media in the sense of like you you can you know you can do anything, but you can't do everything. Like to doing this means that there's lots of things I can't do. So it's yeah. not me being like, well, you know, look, I've run around, I'm running all this. Like, yeah, but I'm also going to bed at nine o'clock. I'm also yeah. not going out for meals with friends. I'm also not doing this. There's a long list of things. Like, I'm not yeah. going on anytime soon. Like, I've got all this to do. I've got my cousin's wedding coming up next month. And I'm like, cool. I've got a day to go out there, do the wedding, get home, get training. I've got to run, I think, a 30K in the morning with his wedding. Like, yeah. it's all that. I know that by the time it gets like 5 p.m. that day, I'm going to be knackered. And I'm going to want to get home. I'm aware of that. I thought that may have been the case for you because I do I do this on a Monday, predominantly the yeah. podcast. It's, I do four days a week at work. This yeah. is a sideline thing. It's something I thoroughly enjoy. Sure. But with growth comes, and, and I'm speaking about growth on a completely different scale than you're on here. I know what the inbox looks like on a Monday or a Thursday when an episode goes out and you get your DMs going do, 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 and you're trying to get back to people. And how are you managing to balance keeping the thing, the thing, the running with growing your community? Uh, that's why I went down the run club route. So I, I'm, I'm always, keen, I always try and get back to as many people as possible. And I'm also conscious of being present in living day to day. Like I don't want to be looking at my phone constantly as much. As I'm filming some of the phone, editing some of the phone when I'm not using it. I don't want to be sitting around there when I'm out, when I'm seeing friends and I'm running, like I don't want to be checking certain things, but the problem with that is things do build up. So I had like the other Sunday, I put a series of stories up on a reflectory thing and I left my phone from 7 p.m. in another room, picked up the next morning. There were several hundred messages on there, responded to things. I'm like, I can't get back to everyone now. And I felt really guilty about it because I've always said like, if you need something or you want to have chat, they're always open there. It got to a point where I was like, this is actually getting quite difficult now to do because that was the thing. I, I usually try and reply to every comment on every video. Um, I think something like I checked the numbers recently in the last 12 months, it's like something like 35,000 comments across TikTok. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, I get to a point you just can't. You, you reply to one and you think, oh, I need to reply to them all now because I replied to one bit, or, yeah. or, or it looks like, but that's here in your head. It's, it's a bit, it, it's getting to that way. So I thought, you know what? What's the best way? What's what's going to buy the most be, the most impact to as many people as possible or to connect as many people as possible or give them as value? And I was like, I'm a pretty social person. I was concerned. I was a bit nervous about doing run club stuff because there's also really cool lots of run clubs around London, and I was like, they're kind of serving the purpose of it. But I was like, no, like let, when they build up to the tube, let's let's just start inviting people to your long run. So I put on my on stories like, listen, I'm doing a long run this Saturday. I got 22k to do. If you want to join me, we're going to do a couple laps of Hyde Park, and we're going to go down the river, and we're going to just do 22k. More ones join me. This is the pace I got to run at. We'll take some stops. It's going to be hot. We'll take some more breaks. Like, it's kind of how I'm going to be going about doing it. Um, welcome to join me. No pressure. It's not like a run club. It's just me going for a long run and you come join me if you want to. Open invitation. Um, 40 people turned up. That's self-preservation. It is a run club. It's the, This is the scrambled legs run club. And I saw your video where you're panning around. I'm like, my God, he's got about 50 people there joined him for a run. I was like, what? <laughs> I, this, this, bear in mind, I was nervous that no one would show up. Yeah. I was like, 
because 22k is a long way and i was a bit like okay i was a bit like so anything it was it was it, you always you always self-doubt and think what's the worst possible outcome with this um i could never imagine how many people were interested to do that and also just allowed me the opportunity to meet so many people that have seen because i was like how did everyone hear about this it's like no they, they watch your videos they they, yeah. they know they know this stuff. And i'm like okay that's a, for me it's like this means that the thing i wanted to do is to have impact with the videos that help people that these people are now out doing this stuff and a lot of these people have never ran that distance before and they wanted to that day and i was i made sure i had a good chat with everyone on who came that yeah. day and i was able to have a conversation with people and like listen to their stories listen to how they got into running listen to what what why they were out doing that and it was such a beautiful experience to have that you know you speak to people that you know because again with the social media stuff it sometimes can be a bit of a bubble you only interact with people through a screen yeah it's not, and I'm, I'm very conscious that that's not real life very conscious of that that's simply putting content out there that's one thing the fact that having people you know coming to these events and enjoying those events and having conversations with me like I, I do it every week now it's like before we run i'll go around and make sure i say hello to every single person who comes there um we've been set ever since then that was that was last month we started came up with a name because i like i do long runs every saturday and the whole concept behind it is like if you like help people to get into doing longer runs you don't have to run the whole thing you it's, can a run name. It. it's a great i think the name kind of works pretty well with it and then that was a concept behind it because a lot of run clubs especially aren't doing that longer runs no it's no five ten k's and all the longer stuff usually organized outside that with, a, with smaller groups but i was like look if that's no one's doing that look i I'm running far. You know, the TikTok name was started as JD Runs Far. I kind of got to live up to the name of it there. So let's do long runs every Saturday. You know, it, it's just a, it's a beautiful way to connect with people in, in, within the community. And it's also an opportunity when they, because I, I was getting a lot of messages from people being like, hey, like, can I come join you in a run? And because of the time pressure I'm on now with Run the Tube, because the amount of training I've got to do, because like every run's very scheduled, it's like my coach has got it all laid out and he's also laid out routes for me to do. I know where I'm going this run, I'm going this run. If someone's like, oh, can we come, can you like, can we go here? I'm like, I've got to run today at 6 a.m. till 8 a.m. That's my run yeah. today. If you, if you can be here, you can run, but I, I need and to even, be there. And even then, it's like, oh, well, I can make it there for seven. It's like, where to me? I'm like, yeah. At that point, it's starting to get, because I've, I've met, I've run with so many people randomly messing me off, off social media, being like, hey, can I run? I was like, yeah, go for it. Like, cool. Yeah. Now we, now the demands are a bit, bit, bit higher with regards to yeah. time. That's keeping the thing the thing, isn't it? You need to keep the thing the thing. And not, otherwise, it would just take, it would take over. Exactly. So I was like, okay, let's just start doing these long runs on a Saturday. We'll keep the pace as a pretty six-minute combat pace, nice and easy. Take stops. Take like you know, hydration breaks. And again, just it's just a one thing to see. And then you know, we had sixty something, sixty seventy people turn up last Saturday. It's amazing. I saw it. Park and Victoria Park. And then I also put out. I had lots of people messaging me from other parts of the country. I noticed that on my it's because on the analytics it says you wear a lot of other city other people from what cities follow you London, yeah. but manchester dublin birmingham edinburgh cardiff lots of people in those cities as well so i was like you know what like i realized that i've got this a free sunday coming up and i was like you know what and also i'm on a test week so i'm running some pretty high volume for six days straight now i was like let's just put a poll out and see wherever the wherever gets the most votes i'll go to and i'll just do a pop-up run and see what happens dublin won very fine margin i think like 721 so yeah 18 for manchester so i kind of feel like i need to go to manchester as well with this because yeah there's there's a awesome, awesome running community in manchester and a lot of people up that way up that part that neck of the woods i feel like i really want to go and uh, connect with dublin won um so i said you know what let's do it let's put it together i think at the moment i checked this morning it's about 120 people have signed up that's in dublin class. that's class and i'm like 
I don't think English people don't usually get that good a reception in Dublin. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, let's wait. Well, let's wait to see but, when you get there. Absolutely. So, but I, I, I organised. Oh, I just also realised that when I was I was looking at flights, I was like, Jesus. I was like, I've flown. I've been in Dublin quite a few times and that. And I was looking at prices, going, What's going on? It's the All Ireland final on a Sunday in in uh, Croke Park. It's the uh. busiest in Dublin. So I was thinking. Why is there no hotels available? Why are the flights yeah. like 10 times the price? I was like, oh, God, I picked the worst one. But I couldn't think of a better. You know, honestly, it's, it's, I'm so excited. And the Lululemon uh, Ambassadors in Dublin as well would be really helpful organising and all. Class. Um, just, just honestly fantastic. I'm so, I'm so excited to go out there because, again, it's, it's one of those things that I'm, I'm, I'm in mid, midway through making a video about the, what values are to me with regards to running and regards to social media because – I think it's, a, it's an important video to talk about because, again, like we've discussed so far, what are the measures, what are the things that matter to me as to why I do this and why I share these sort of things there? And the impact for me is always like, again, does the content help people and encourage people to lead better lives, to be more yeah. confident, to get involved running, to, you know, to focus on self-improvement through this? Um, in the same way that running helped me through the same sort of things there. And being able to pop up on a story and say, yeah, I'm going to do this better in Dublin. And all these people come want to come out and join, like on a Sunday morning, I'm honestly blown away by it, and it means it means so much to to me as a, as, a, as a person like that that people would like to come to do that and join. I think you'll be surprised by the difference going to a place like Dublin. Yeah, I would know less about Manchester, but certainly coming up here as well to these yeah. type places at how different and how welcoming people are because there is not as many avenues. When you're in London, you're yeah. you're both anonymous in one way because it's so busy, but you're also there are so many good groups to tap into and I've spoken to the likes of Emancipated Run Crew and I know you've got Run Dem Crew and you've got so you've got some really big well-established run groups if you want to be part of something there's ample opportunity in London yeah you get out to somewhere like Dublin Glasgow the scale's not the same it's sporadic and it's it's something probably that we're wrestling with at the moment is so I've created a a club space on Facebook which I didn't ever intend to be what this was but people are looking for connection and that togetherness and places to run so i think that'll be welcome but i love what you're saying there about that values and that takes that's value what you measure and measure what you value so only if you let it become about clicks and numbers that's what it will be so if you're able to define that and if anybody's sitting listening thinking about their own running value in your running and measuring your running what you value don't get fixated in pace if that's not your thing and if it is crack on be as fast as if that's the thing if you're if you're someone who's you know elite level you know ability or potential then that's relevant for you that's that's the important factor to you because that's what the meaning is behind it for 99 percent of runners we are not um it, yeah but even it, if it's just to get faster against you if that's the thing that tickles your pickle and gets you out the door go do it 100 you know for me it's always one of those things that i think it's connectivity and community around things like there's nothing more one of the things i love is there's nothing more beautiful in life than connecting new people through shared interests. And I think running is a wonderful way of doing that where you can bring people together, you know, and that's what I love is meet, seeing people meet at the, at the event. So people that didn't know, didn't previously know each other are now coming week on week. And now I've got like, there's a few people that come every week that I've like, like, right, you guys are like admin helping now. A sort like, of core group. Yeah, core that, that's what happens. Yep. Vital to organization, looking at routes, looking at planning come up with names, come up with all the, there's a, there is an element of organization around that has happened around this now as well, which is something that I just thought it'd be a few people turn up week and week out, I'll just run with. And now it's like this thing where there's a lot more people turning up. It's like, okay, 
we now need to actually sort some things out here. So, you know, actually making a group on Strava, for example, I would just post on my stories and one of the girls like, like, can you that. make a group like so we can have like a resource? Because basically people would just DM and be like, where are we meeting this week? Yeah. What happened this week? I'm like, oh, I was just, again, surprised that people wanted to come back because I thought by making the runs a bit longer, because as my, as my volume increased and my runs got longer on Saturdays, I was like, well, less people want to come now. Now I'm doing 30K this Saturday. More people came. I'm like, oh God, like, because what I've as well, if it's a five or a 10, people won't travel on the tube. They'll just run that in the local area. They go, I'm not going to yeah. spend 30 minutes traveling to a place to run a 5K or a 10K. Yeah. Okay. Whereas if it's a 20K, 30K, it's fine because a lot of people don't want to do those runs on their own. It's a, it, the time passes a lot faster doing that with people yeah. who are also going through that. You know, it's something to be said in doing an element of suffering with people around you. Oh, it makes a huge difference in that marathon yeah. block. Those those yeah. club runs, I, I did join a club and doing those yeah. club runs with people was a game changer rather oh, than slogging on your own. Oh my God, the time just, it's, I, I always catch myself checking the watch, checking how far in I am on my when I'm running solo and that. And it's just actually staggering when you don't watch away, just tolerate up there and just get get through it. You know, you, every now and then you're checking, you're like, I wow, we cover some distance here. Your mm-hmm. mind just goes away. Same when you're doing ultras. And my last ultra was in America and I did it with a group of um, running content creators from New York who really wonderful people. We I never, that. never met them before. We chatted for a while. They invited me to say, hey, do you want to come run this with us? And I met them in New York the day before. Some of them I met I, literally up in this place in Upstate. And we ran a, a 50 miler. It was a, it was a, it was a pretty hilly one. And then we'd spend the six of us ran it all together the whole day. They had a big crew come up from the city as well. So every aid station, we went to these amazing people. And I was like, this is what it's about. This, it was one of the most fun runs I've ever had. The whole day was brilliant because I was just spending with like-minded people enjoy, enjoying the run, enjoying the scenery. It was truly wonderful. And I had such a good time with everyone. Were you nervous stepping into that space? No. With, with other people? No. No? Quite no, confident? No, no, no. no, yeah. no absolutely fine there. Again, it's like, I'm pretty. I'm. I'm a pretty easygoing person when it comes yeah. to me getting on with people. It kind of comes. I think it comes to the territory where, like, I'm. I'm quite a social person. I'm. I'm one of those sort of people that can kind of talk with anyone. Still um, get that same fear though that I have. We're doing a volunteer uh, park run tomorrow takeover, so we get yeah. I think twenty nine or thirty of us or something going there, and we'll do all the rules. But I've always still get the fear on every community event because it's still new. Of going, what if nobody turns up? What if yeah. I'm myself? <laughs> I, I, that that I do get nervous about is that I, I think now it's been a little bit now that I'm I'm pretty happy that people are. I think it's now because we've got the Strava group, people can see it being posted, get a notification about the next event, and it's a new event. Like it, it that that's, that certainly helps out with it. Yeah, but it's a case of like when people are um, uh, when people are that that was the concern was that you know you, you're putting yourself out there and you know you know it, it's it, a big leap. That's also the the real way of measuring it. Like, do people care enough that they want to actually come do these things? You know, and that's actually a big thing. And you know, that's that for me is almost like a measure of impact. That people are willing to give up their time to come and join you for a run is a big ask. And I'm aware of that. So that's why views are one thing, follows one thing. They're very, they're not they they they're again they're a measurement. They're not yeah, and it can be that that's that for somebody. That's a big difference yeah. between getting on a tube or a train or a car and coming to yeah. physically yeah. put themselves out there. That's a big, big difference there. Yeah. So it's understanding that. That's what I think it is. Because then it goes, hang on a minute, because you're, re- you're really actually saying, hang on, this is what's judging. This is this actually has a bit more meaning to it. So I remember those, I remember the first, after the first one we did, so we hit that, um, so, so, so many people's their first half marathon as well, which is wonderful. We had a drink half and I was sitting around. I was like, I had a big grin on my face. And I was like, this is actually brilliant. Like, you know, all these people coming together. And I got to talk to everyone throughout the day as well. And they were sharing their own stories and their own experiences of running. 
And it was a really beautiful thing to listen to. I was just touched when so many people turned up to it, wanted to, wanted to run and wanted to share that. And then they talked about, you know, when they first saw Video Mind, what they really liked about it. And that was like, there's comments of one thing, but actually meeting people who are like, yeah. hey, I really like what you're doing. I love what you talk, listen to the way you suggest. It's, t- it's testament to their belief in you as well, though. And there's an authenticity or people don't turn up to that unless they are confident that you're going to be what you said you are. And, and that's, you should be very, very proud of that. And a lot of them, that might be the first time they've ever run with anybody and will open up a whole new world. Are you kidding me? Like, I, I'm also aware of like, I think I'm, I'm a pretty common person, but if I was to turn up to a place where I didn't know anyone, to run with people I didn't know, I would be nervous about it. I have been, yeah. I've done it before and I've got to run gloves. I get yeah, nervous. Same. Well. same. Yeah. Like, it's a bit like, even I'm a very confident, outgoing person. If I don't know anyone somewhere and I'm doing this thing, it's like, you're, vul- you're vulnerable. You're just, it doesn't matter. I don't care how confident you are. You're going to put yourself out there. Yeah. You're going to be a bit vulnerable. It's, it's an element to it there. So knowing that that many people chose to do that and put themselves in a situation is a real special thing. And I don't, I don't take any of this for granted. And I think it's like, it's still, even though it's a weekly thing now, it's a very special thing. And yeah. I give it the respect it deserves. And it's always one of the things that I like. I'm very excited. I mean, this weekend, I'm excited for the London one. I'm literally finishing the run straight home, grab the bags, shower, go to the bags, go to the airport, fly to Dublin, and we're out there for that. And I'm, even then, I'm like, this is, and also the people who've like, I've had so many messages from people coming to the run who've been offering like, go to this place for food, go to this place here, they're offering me suggestions and whatnot. Keep doing it. There's something very special brewing there. And, and actually it's exciting because you're probably at the start of that element of what you do. Three things. One, how can people get involved in supporting your hopes for it? And your mm-hmm. other one would be, if you were being in a more vulnerable state, fears for it, where's, where's your head at on? Hopes, fears, and how people can help. So hopes for it is um, all goes smoothly. No injuries, no incidents, because again, there's an element of risk involved with being running on road. It's majority of it's going to be on road. It's going to be ups and downs, curves. It's just a case of making sure myself and the crew all go safe, all run smoothly. That's, that's paramount number one. Um, how can people help? Come out and run with me is the main one. If I'm going through your neighbourhood, in the next few weeks, we're going to have everything up and live with regards to the schedule, which route I'm taking, what time of day, roughly going to be going through certain areas. And I'm going to be keeping everyone up to date on the stories as well on Instagram, just so everyone more or less knows where I'm going to be at, um, which is pretty important. So to sort of keep keeping an eye on where, where things are going. Um, other ways of helping would be to donate to Calm. Um, our fundraising links will be up soon. I'll share that on our page when it's available. Appreciate that. That'll be coming up very soon. And then it will be a, just a case of, you know, whatever that is, that, if, that if, if, if a donation to you is financial or coming to run with me, either are fantastic. You know, I, I, pre- I respect that in times like these, it's, it's, it's a big ask for, for donations. Yeah. Um, so I, I but people can. still want to help. I mean, that. that I, I, really, I, I really appreciate that. When does it begin? What's the date of the first run? First one is September the 7th, the Northern Line, which is 70 kilometres in total. Um, that'll be September the 7th, starting in, we're going to start at the top. So the, the end yeah. of that day, Morden, um, and the South, which is significantly close to my house, which is fortunate. But um, yeah, that's the first day. And the last day will be the se- se- uh, Sunday, September the 17th, which will be the Central Line. We're going to finish that day actually at Oxford Circus. So that day we're going to start in the middle. We're going to go all the way out to Epping. I'm actually going to get a someone to drive me to West Roycelet because that's the fast way to get there because I don't want to be off my feet too long. If I took the train, it'd take an hour and a half. Yeah. And then West Roycelet, then the evening part of it and all the way up to finish it in the centre. I just thought with it being a London event, it makes more sense to finish in Central rather than finish out in 
um, right. yeah. or, you know, somewhere, somewhere far out. So that, that, that's fantastic. And yeah, so the most important thing is, you know, people, anyone who's more than welcome to come and join me for any section they want. They want to join me for a stop. They want to join me for a couple of stops. If you want to join me to run the entire district line for 70K, you are more than welcome to do so. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's the that's the crux of it there, and uh, yeah, we've... there's so many ways then people can get involved, and in like the financial bit's not the barrier, and we finish always with a quick fire round here, yeah, um, right. and and then I've given you a wee heads up that I'll be asking you for yeah. a, a track for our playlist oh, yeah. as well. Yeah. So if you have another three or four minutes to spare, can I hit you with it's some quick fire right. questions? Yeah. Let's do it. On your marks, get set, go. Favorite running shoe of all time. Adidas, Adios, Adio series. The the carbon plate one they just released is the fastest shoe ever running. Very enjoyable. I've got wide feet and I pronate a little bit. They're wonderful. Nearly bought them yesterday. They're, I saw them in a sale. Favourite training route? My house, down Wandsworth Common, to the river, river Battersea Park, two laps of Battersea Park, up to Capital Common, back to Ballum. That was never going to be a 5K, was it? No, that's about 12. That's 12K, that one. That's not too bad. That's, that's probably about 90 less than I thought you would say. <laughs> proudest running moment? Oh, proudest running moment. Run club, enjoy everyone coming to join, coming for the first that first one, really special moment. You know, it was twenty something k, just it just it just meant a lot. It meant a lot to me. Do your own with or without music? Well, fifty fifty sometimes. So if it's sometimes I will do, but this this last couple of weeks I haven't been listening to music. But sometimes mm. I do. I've got I've got I call I call the struggle playlist where I'm feeling feeling rough. I need to get, you know, get moving on something and I don't want to do it. This playlist comes on. Worst race or running experience? Seville Marathon. Go to pre-long run meal. So I'm, I'm interested in the morning of these big, big challenges. What are you eating? And maybe the night before and the morning of. He's going to hold something up here. Crumpets. Crumpets? Okay. On one of my videos, it did really, really well. I called them English muffins because I was in a hurry doing a voiceover. It did 2 million views on TikTok and there's about a thousand comments being like, <laughs> They're not. Crumpets, not English muffins. They, people were getting angry about that. Yeah. So for reference, I don't know, crumpets. I have crumpets with butter and jam on them. I have four of them. It's about 1,000 calories, enough carbohydrates, pre-run. That's my meal. Night before, um, baked sweet potatoes with some chicken and vegetables. Yeah. People people love to correct you online, don't they? Yeah. Oh, it's people are like, did you do that on purpose to get more people to comment on things? I'm like, Jeremy didn't, but I, uh, I also thought I didn't I, – I don't – I thought of the same thing, I'll be honest. You'd need to be a social marketing genius to get that intentionally, to, to know you'd be getting that reaction. I am not that smart, I'll put it no. out there. <laughs> if you could run alongside yourself as a beginner runner, what advice would you give? Keep smiling. One inspirational Instagram profile you never skip by? Oh, that's a great question. Um, my good friend Zoe Powell, she was an accountant who's now an absolute savage. She manages March on's gym in Stratford. She's incredible. Um, I ran, she ran the 100K with me. We ran a marathon together in Dubai when we were both first getting into running. She's now run a series of ultra marathons. She is someone who got into insane physical condition whilst working full-time as an accountant. And she's now progressed and she's now pivoted her career into fitness. And I yep. think she's one of the most inspiring people I know. Amazing. I will link to her profile in the episode description as well if anybody wants to go and find that. Favourite park run, if you have done them? Ever done a park run? Never. Oh, come on. <laughs> Right, that's my mission, is to get you in a park yeah, run. I, do, I just kind of do my own little thing. I've never been Your Saturday a... long run does take it out of the equation if you do that. I, I tend to do my uh, long run on a, yeah. a Sunday, so <laughs> you're, you, we're getting you to a park run. Yeah, fair enough. Finish this sentence, I press play and run because... I show up for myself. Nice, doesn't need further explanation. 
That's a, that's a great mantra to articulate why you're in. Final course of business on the podcast is always our guest picks a running track to add to the Press Play and Run playlist on Spotify. So this would be a song that would be on something like your struggle playlist, something that doesn't come out of the rotation and that you yep. can dip into when you really need it. So let's have it and why. ABBA SOS. Oh my God. You, I didn't think the playlist could be worse, Johnny, and you've done it. Oh, we went, we went there. We went there. It <laughs> is. I there's something about ABBA and I may not give off ABBA vibes I don't know no you definitely don't this is this is their biggest outlier so far massively there is the musical genius of ABBA I'll go down the rabbit hole of this I don't know what it is it's it honestly I I swear it's it's their music's made with drugs I swear to god because it's so addictive no matter how bad I feel I can put on ABBA and there's something about it that just sparks something so beautiful inside people when you see people singing ABBA and you see people get together and again, like, I just think it's wonderful music and I'm always going to play it. Whenever I feel rough, whenever I need to get moving, there's something about the melody, something about the lyrics. There's something, I love a song we can sing to as well. Like, I love a good, a good set of lyrics in there. And SOS, it's got the beat. It's, it's made for running. If you've never ran to SOS by ABBA, put it on the next time you go for a run and trust me, you'll be moving to it. I'll try it. And I'm not trusting you on it. I'm, I am shocked and stunned that this is what we got from you do you know what you should never judge before you ask the question 100%. it's either going to be that or a bruce springsteen song but i think abba won out on this one i would have, i would have been more on the bruce camp there than abba but there, there you go are. i mean like talk about vulnerability you're putting yourself out there you've either just oh. lost half a million followers or gained half a million i don't know which who knows really but that's, <laughs> that's what i believe i could have, i could have lied and said it wasn't but no that no 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 yeah. listen i'm pretty sure it's my most played uh, song on Spotify. Where where'd your heart and your sleeve? I love it. I don't oh. love the song, but I love I love I, the conviction. You got it's got to be done. So yeah, Abba SOS one hundred percent. To be fair, you can you can play that principle most Abba. Just put just whack an Abba playlist on and enjoy yourself. And you know, also I always say as well, like never be afraid to sing while you run. I do it all the time. I get some odd looks. So I don't care. Like you, you know, you do. No, I never never fear judging other people, especially around public. And uh, the best way to get over that is run, sing at the same time. We've got a former guest called Kaylee, and her yeah. profile is the Happy Diet on Instagram. She she's started a sort of run karaoke series, so Love people that. people like lip syncing while they're running, and it's there's some been some absolute crackers. There's people going all out there on production value. It's like a short music video now. It's grown arms and legs. That sounds like something you could actually take and run with. One hundred percent, Johnny. Last thing then is just to wish you all the very best. If we can make it happen to get down and run a part of that, I'm absolutely bang up for it. it would be a, a brilliant thing to be involved with. But you giving up your time with all this logistical stuff going on, hopefully we bring more eyes and ears to what you're doing. But just keep being you. Keep doing what you're doing. Love the profile. Love seeing the growth. Love the the authenticity of it. And I hope I hope you get everything from it that you're looking for. I appreciate it, mate. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you inviting me on today as well. And it's been a wonderful experience and wonderful to talk. Thanks, Amelia, mate. Good luck. And take care, mate. All right. I'll see you soon. Cheers. Thank you to you, the listeners, for joining us for another episode of the Press Play and Run podcast. You can really help to support the podcast by subscribing or following on your podcast platform of choice and by leaving a review. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Press Play and Run Podcast and to add the Press Play and Run playlist on Spotify. We'll be back every two weeks with new episodes and please be sure to keep an eye on our Instagram page to find out which guests will be joining us. Until then, 
Keep getting the trainers on, press play and run.